This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Welcome back to the Patriots Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Brown. With me are my the beautiful brothers. We are all for some reason dressed the same today. There are baby blue shirts in our backwards. It's just caps. brother intuition. I guess so. We didn't even call each other for this. It just happened. Do you love it when that happens? Colin Cowherd would be pissed off. Why? Because we're all matching. <laughs> no, because he hates people that wear their hat backwards. Oh, <laughs> really? that's right. Yeah. <laughs> he was calling out Carson Wentz. Saying he's like immature for wearing his hat backwards at a press conference. Mm. How dare he? You never see mm. Cam Newton wear a backwards hat. That's for sure. That's, that is that's probably true. Can't tell if a top hat's backwards or forwards. Though. See? <laughs> Loophole, baby. <laughs> so was the argument that the hat was backwards or that he had a hat on at all? Like if he had worn it forwards, would that have been okay? Yeah. It's the backwards that got a, a B in his bonnet. Oh, man. That's a shame. Hmm. It's a shame. Poor Colin Cowherd, that poor guy. Wow. Hmm. Speaking of um, cow herding, um, <laughs> no, no, I couldn't do it. Uh, I couldn't fit that in. Um, this week is 2003, week three. We're um, getting along in the in the 2003 season. It's been kind of an enjoyable. More enjoyable than last season. I th- I think I realize why. It's because there's a payoff at the end of the season. So the wins right. are fun to watch and the losses like don't matter as much because you know how it ends. Yeah, none of those. Oh man, if we only won this game then. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, this is uh the Jets coming to town. The 0-2 New York Jets struggling on the season. Um We've kind of talked. These Jets aren't much different than in the past. Well, this so, we covered in uh, the Chad Pennington deep dive, right? Because this mm. is he must have got hurt in that fourth preseason game, so like three games ago, right? And they're back yeah. to back to the well with Vinny. Exactly. Mm. That's what I was going to say. The only real difference from the last time we saw them was uh, the starting quarterback is back to Vinny Testavardi. Vinny uh, Greenhead. Is that Greenhead. That decided? Yep. <laughs> Old green head himself. Green testicle. Um, and what a difference it makes. Final what score. A difference indeed. Final score, 23-16, something like that. Yeah, it wasn't even that close, yeah. I feel like. Uh, it wasn't what that do you think, far. Greg, since you watched the whole thing? You know, how did you feel the ebbs and flows? <laughs> of the I did not watch this one. <clears throat> I give it a two out of six. All right. That's there wasn't there wasn't much noteworthy. I don't know the, these Jets games. It's always the same roster. Like the Bills, you got the Bledsoe stuff. The Dolphins, I guess, are kind of into the Jets. Just are they just bore me in this generation? You know, they don't. They're not terrible, but they're not good. They're just kind of like eh. I'm gonna give it a three a three Super Bowl trophies and an AFC Championship. Okay. Because while I agree with you, Greg, not a lot going on in this game. You got to bump it up one trophy just because you're beating the Jets. 
I knew that's where you're headed with that. Yeah, I was going to give it three because it's beating the Jets, but I, I kind of do it by how many highlights I can pull from a game when I'm doing it and so I can put them on the website. And I think there were four total highlights in this entire game. Uh, and well, I think they were like two of them were in the first quarter and the other two were in the fourth quarter. <laughs> like it was but, not, there was, was a big gap in the middle that was just borderline unwatchable. As we discussed before we started recording though, Andy, you missed the good low lights. Yeah, I don't add other teams' highlights to a Patriots website. It feels not? well, it's not their highlights. This is the You're stuff that the people Patriots. don't want us to see. Right? This is the stuff they're ashamed of. Are you censoring? Well, no. Greg, I don't know if you if you saw this play or not, but the uh fake field goal pass to Kevin Mawai, the center. Yeah, Kevin Mawai. All right, we're just gonna we're just gonna get into this. We're not gonna talk about the Jets. Great. Um, yeah. So, who do you want to talk about the Jets, Andy? <laughs> yeah, we just well, we were just, we just said how shitty they are. <laughs> no one I, actually, I have I have a um a trivia question for you. Okay. okay. Since uh, in honor of Vinny Testaverde being back, mm-hmm. you mean Vinny Greenhead, Tom Brady, uh, that just this week was named NFC Player of the Month, right? Uh, today, maybe actually yesterday, something like that. And he became the fourth QB to win it in both the AFC and the NFC. Can you name the other three? Vinny Testaverde. Yeah, duh. It's one of them. Yeah. Uh, he did it three uh, three separate times. Once uh, with Ryan the Bucks Fitzpatrick. in 1990. No, I, that was one of my guesses, but no. Nope. Oh. Bucks, um, Browns, McNair. and Jets was Vinny Testaverde. Drew Brees. No. McNabb. Is it like a this generation, guys? Uh, there are names you've heard of, but they're kind of earlier than than this. The other two. That's a deep. That's a deep. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I wasn't born. Uh, yeah, you've seen both of them play. Uh, hey. one is an announcer on the radio, I think. Phil Sims. No. Chris Collinsworth. He played for the Bengals. He started in the Bengals. Carson and Palmer. Went, and then went to the Jets, and then went to the Cardinals. And Just say it. Player of the month. We're not right? gonna. Boom. Get yeah. Boomer Esiason. That's. I never would have got that in a million years. Jesus. Yeah. All right. And the other one's Warren Moon. Good. <laughs> I also never would have got that. Useless. Useless. That's, that's useless. so. Cool. That's so obscure. Yeah. Cool. Cool <laughs> trivia question, Andy. You're like the yeah. guy who runs bar trivia and is asking like differential equation shit. Oh, dude, bar trivia people are the worst. Not my fault. You boys are fucking idiots. <laughs> yes, go big, kind dick, of. big dick dummies up in here jesus uh all right fine let's speaking of big dick dummies uh let's talk about this field goal fake field goal it was because, what six three in the yeah, six first? six three pats no we're we're in the uh the second quarter now pats had just kicked the field goal well, actually the pats had driven down inside the jets five yard line twice on their first two drives um, and settle for field goals on both of them. So that's cool. Uh, because Brady kept getting sacked on third down too, which is great. Uh, so Pat's up 6-3 and the Jets drive to their New England like 20-yard line. And instead of kicking a field goal to tie it, they attempt a fake field goal where they snap it to the punter who throws it to their starting center who for some reason was lined up on the wing on this play instead of like, I don't know, a tight end or someone like that. Kevin Y hits him in the hands. Not a perfect pass. He's also double covered, by the way. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, by Teddy Bruschi. By 
and Mike Vrabel, I believe. Yeah. So tightly covered, throws into double coverage and incomplete. And um, no, I'm not going to put that on a website. My website's better than that. I, I just want to laugh at the Jets, dude. Did Are you, you hear Herm Edwards on the website? Yeah, that's because it was a play f- that the Patriots made. It was a fumble recovery that they returned for a touchdown. Why would you not put that on there? This is just a bumbling circus show. Look, idiot, the butt fumble has the word bum in it. <laughs> did you did you hear Herm Edwards talk about it? No. Yeah. Uh, they, they interviewed him after the game and they asked him. He actually had a pretty good response. He's like, he's basically like, yeah, we suck. But like, why not? Why not try shit? You know, like, <laughs> like I'm not gonna go out there and just play like boring football and lose every game. He's like, I'm gonna do things that are different to try and win games. He, he literally almost said the, you play to win the game. Quote. He like <laughs> in, in like sure. different words. He said basically that, which. Yeah. Uh, so he's sticking uh, to his guns, yeah. Yeah, I kind of respect it. Like, if I was supporting a shitty team, I'd be like, let's try a fake field. Let's do something because this yep. blows. Just watch I'm in. bad, boring football. Fuck that. Yep. I mean, the Browns always have fun teams, right? Well, what year was that you play to win the game? Like, mm, a viral clip of him. It's that Probably. I think it was like 2000. The game. It sounds like a. It was in this general time frame. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I think we looked up before and decided that. Oh, I found an oral history of memorable moments. I think. So it's the season before then. Yeah. October that... 30th, 2002. So he's just repeating himself. The Jets were... just made the playoffs in 2002. They did. And October would be. Playoffs. <laughs> Speaking of famous <laughs> quotes. All right. Well, that was 2001, I believe, that that quote. Because that was when uh, Peyton Manning couldn't stop throwing interceptions. Yeah. Playoffs. I was hoping to win a game. It's the golden age of hilarious. Quotable head, head, coach. yeah, head coaches. I'm yeah. a man. I'm 40. Come after, come after me. me. That guy is my favorite. <laughs> He's still kicking around. Is he? Yeah. Still doing the college circuit? He got... He's, I think he's still at Oklahoma State. Oh, goddamn. I think he got in trouble recently for some <laughs> some insensitive things he said. <laughs> if you no. can imagine that. I mean, to bring it back to uh, Herm Edwards' play calling there on that fake, it makes sense considering Kevin Y never, ever caught a pass ever in his NFL career. So, good Yeah, call. I feel like it was... It was one of those things where, like, the idea behind it was good. It's just the execution was kind of hot garbage. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I'm like, let's roll this. Like, if you have a backup QB as your holder, okay. Or if yeah. you have a tight end out there, like, you know, Patriots used to have Gronk basically in that exact spot blocking for field goals. So yeah. that, I mean, that seems to make a bit more sense. And, like, have, we've like, thrown it to offensive linemen, like, in that Ravens game in the playoffs. Yeah. When they use that ineligible receiver guy to trick him. But he was wide open, you know? Like literally zero that. people were covering him, not our two best coverage linebackers. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of misdirection happening. Um, but it didn't really matter because this second quarter was kind of a hot mess. Patriots got that. The, I felt like while I've been watching these first three games – knowing what's coming ahead and like we're going to see one more loss in the next like 20 something episodes 
this does not look like a team that's about to reel off a bunch of wins. No, they're they're dropping like flies. They're getting hurt, yeah, because um, like there's a ton of injuries already, even Colvin in this game. Roosevelt Colvin is out for the season with like he had that hip injury, which I completely forgotten about until they mentioned it in this game. Well, like he I don't know, he like had some sort of fracture in his hip or something like that. Um, and they were like super cagey about it, and it just turned out like he couldn't play the rest of the season. And he was their big offseason signing. And then in this game, Ted Washington goes down, which with a leg injury. And the uh, the commentators, we're not even going to talk about who it was because I get all riled up. Um, we're talking about how, actually, no, it was the the sideline. It was uh, it was Leslie on the sideline talking about how um, because he was down, the guys replacing him were both seventy pounds lighter than he was as that nose tackle guy because Ted Washington weighed in at three hundred and sixty pounds. And the guys replacing him were a lightweight, a svelte, two hundred and ninety. <clears throat> I have, I have a lot of notes on this. Okay, this is not. Um, I expected you to have your notes. Let's on, do it. Yeah. Well, this is where it started. Was uh, good old Mount Washington, mm-hmm. aka the Washington Monument. Oh. <laughs> At six foot five, he. He went up to at least 375 during his playing day. So he was like, he was, say he was, say he was about 365. And they actually asked Matt so, Chatham about it. Yeah. And, and Chatham had a quote Once you get to that weight, you stop stepping on the scale. Because <laughs> they were like, <laughs> What is he the truly? Numbers anyway. Yeah. yeah. Like, what is he truly? And it's like, It's <laughs> no one really knows, but it's a fuckload, you know? So how many uh, how many C's would you put in thick for for Ted Washington when describing? I mean, him? he is a thick, it's like seven or eight, right? Yeah, I mean, he is he's like legendarily thick. But that yeah. got me thinking: like, what are the heaviest players that have ever played? So I went. This down, is why we keep you around. Yeah, so <laughs> I went down that rabbit hole. I am interested to hear where this leads. Yeah, so there's a few. Um, Nate Newton played for the Cowboys with oh, yeah. their uh, Super Bowl teams. He won three Super Bowls, six Pro Bowls. He was 6'3", 401 pounds. Wow. At 6'3", which is pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. His nickname was uh, The Kitchen because he was <laughs> that much bigger than The Fridge. William Perry. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing better than like fat football yeah. names. And I'll I'll get to the fridge, but the the heaviest player ever to play was Aaron Gibson. Let us guess how heavy he was. Okay, Steve, what's your guess? Four and a quarter. Oh, that's what I was gonna guess. I'm gonna say four thirty. He was four hundred ten pounds. Oh, but he played at four forty in high school. (laughs) In high school, (laughs) so he dropped weight to make the offensive lineman. He was six, yeah, six six four ten. Damn. Yeah. So yeah, he was the biggest. Well, I mean, a lot of these guys, I think when you get past like three fifty, there's like multiple numbers floating around. But yeah, yeah. I'm just going Start based guessing. on yeah the best. The scale stop working yeah. once you pass three fifty. Well, you just don't even step on them anymore. Was that too? So the obviously the one of the most famous ones is William the Refrigerator Perry. I mean, he's mm. part of that Super Bowl that 
scored a touchdown against the Patriots. What was it? Super Bowl 20? So back in 86, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The number. So he was 6'2, 385. So he's shorter and slightly fatter or thicker than Ted Washington. He played on the defensive right line, right? Yes. Yeah. But he also played played a fullback, which is why he got so famous. Mm -hmm. Um, He weighed 200 pounds at 11 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And apparently he was like a freak athlete at that, like middle school, high school age. Like he <laughs> used to run the hundred yard dash for his high school. He could do like a three sixty dunk. He was on. He was, they're saying he was on the diving uh, team. <laughs> He's on the what team? Diving team. No. A guy that a guy that Which big I, that on the diving team he he can only dive once. They have to refill the pool. <laughs> I would have loved to see. <laughs> Right. I look this up because my my point of comparison for fat guys is Vince Wilfork. Right. Yeah. That's a pretty. You know, he's like a big dude, not massive. Do you have any guesses big on what he weighs? Three sixty. He's kind of like short though. Three right? hundreds. Yeah. Three twenty-five. Six two. Yeah. Six two. Six two. Three twenty-five. So Nate Newton 6'3", 401 is just insanity, <laughs> dude. Because the height has a lot to do with it, right? Like, tall. Yeah. 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 You got more place to put it. Yeah. Cause even one of the I have some other notables, Trent Brown, he was six eight, mm. three eighty. So he didn't quite look as wide as Wilfork yeah. did, right. but he's just a huge dude. So I think that plays a lot into it. So more on the fridge here. Um <laughs> he had the largest Super Bowl ring ever fitted. It was a size 25 where the normal male adult has a size 10 to 12. So it's more than a size 25. You could fit that over a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, that's like, God damn. I'm assuming that's like, uh, is, is that the same as like your waist? Is that the same measurement? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Cause that's like I almost, I could so. almost fit that on as like pants. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what that measurement is. I don't think it is, but we're going to go with it. Yeah. So obviously you are the he's, he's he got really like famous during those Super Bowl days because he was kind of yeah. like that like you know funny guy who scored touchdowns everybody knew mm-hmm. him they sell like toys with him on it and shit like that he had a great nickname mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so then I fur I further went down the rabbit hole to a 2002 celebrity boxing match between the Fridge and Manute Bowl. <laughs> What? Wait, you guys, the basketball the, player? The basketball player. <laughs> Tall and skinny though, right? Like, yeah. Tall and skinny is the foot. most wildly un- <laughs> unexaggerated way to define maneuver. <laughs> Paint me a picture. Tall and skinny. He is a legitimate stick bug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he weighed in at, in height at seven foot seven, 240 pounds. Damn. Seven foot seven. <laughs> 40. What's the reach on that though? 102. <laughs> okay. What do you have like a video of this boxing match? There's a video on YouTube. Oh, how long is it? It's like 15 minutes. Damn, that boxing match bench for that long? It's so Perry was 6'3. They had him listed as 350 plus. <laughs> and the, the commentators noted that. 
he broke our scale while weighing in. He's <laughs> probably pushing 400. <laughs> and uh, and I'll, let me tell you, he was not in good shape, the French. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is 2002. He was in his prime in 86. Like, Yeah. Yeah. And I think he, I think he struggled with his weight a little bit and like some, like, don't I say. had some other issues going on, but he, like, you know, they, they show the hype up videos of them, like training in the gym. Yeah. They, it's worth watching for that. Cause, uh, the fridge is wearing a Hawaiian shirt and a Kangol hat. <laughs> <laughs> And he's just like lazily punching out of the bag. And then like Manute Bowles, like shadow boxing or like sparring with a guy who's like five, four. And it's just the most ridiculous visual you've ever God. seen. Who won? Uh, Manute Bowl won in a landslide. I'm pretty sure <laughs> uh, Fridge didn't even throw a punch. He was just kind of like, he was so beat and like, he was just cutting a check, you know? That's yeah, kind of why I'm surprised that the video is 15 minutes long because I didn't think the fridge could go for that long. Yeah, they went three rounds. Went into four bills. Uh, Perry, he didn't really punch. He kind of did some shoves towards the end. The ref said, "You better start." He said, "You better not. You better start fighting, or we're not going to pay you." <laughs> <laughs> the ref legitimately said that. The ref said that to him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh shit! But Manu Ball was doing it to raise money for Sudan. He's Sudanese. Yeah. yeah. And, and I kind of like did a little brief look into him he's he's a pretty amazing dude manu yeah. ball like he's an ambassador for sedan he's done tons of humanitarian work wow. and he's like super super legit so shout out shout out manu ball and his son bull bull <laughs> <laughs> for real bull ball first round traffic yeah he's in the nba right yeah How he's like manu he? ball with handles it's ridiculous how tall is he is he seven plus? Same thing. Uh, I think he might not be quite as tall, but he's Definitely he's also stick bug status. Yeah. You know? Damn. All right. <laughs> bug status. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they legit look like stick bugs. It's, it's watching them play sports is fucking crazy. <laughs> oh my goodness. So you want to hear some other notables here? I just had a couple yeah. other guys that are on the list. Um, Makai Becton, the the Jets' first round pick from this previous draft. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Six seven, three sixty four. Went the went eleventh overall. He ran his forty faster than Tom Brady. As if in Wolfpack, we decided. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> Wait, how big was he though? Six four, six seven, three sixty four. Damn, that's a big dude. Yeah, and he ran. He it ran the like, forty in like six steps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a crazy athlete, man. I guess he's doing pretty well too for the Jets. Is he? Mm. And then the only other guy I had, well, actually, Roy Williams from the Cowboys. Mm. Right, he was their safety. Oh yeah. He, uh, Bill Parcells, nicknamed him Biscuit because he was one biscuit shy of a linebacker. So <laughs> 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 I thought it was funny. Wasn't and that a then, quote about Kelvin Benjamin too? He was one biscuit away from a tight end. That would make sense. Somebody yep. said that on like Monday Night Football. I think it was Booger said that on Monday Night Football. Oh, Booger. Oh, uh-huh. Joke stealing from Bill Parcells again. <laughs> again. <laughs> and then uh, the fattest punter ever, Sav Rocca, 6'5", 265. For the Giants? For I had him as the Washington 
football team name that she'll be not named well he <laughs> wasn't the football team at the time the r words yeah yeah he was an aussie rules football player that oh. came over and played in the nfl oh yeah i remember name, they loved him boy aussies else, I guess. aussie rules football <laughs> Nailed so that's it. it that's all my notes for the game okay <laughs> thanks thanks for chiming in up. appreciate that mm-hmm. so for any of you who had um uh, on their bingo card, Greg goes down on a, a fat guy uh, deep dive. Uh, you can check that off. And yeah. ends up in basketball. <laughs> and talks about Manute, Manute Bull's humanitarian work in Sudan. <laughs> Gotta love the internet, guys. Gotta love the internet. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. All right. Well, that's. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Bring this one back, Andy. I don't know if I. All right. Um, let's see. <laughs> stick bugs. Yeah. <laughs> well, we could have brought back around with Trent Brown. He was on. Or Makai Becton. I mean, Jets offensive lineman. Speaking of Jets offensive lineman, how about that fake field goal they <laughs> threw a pass to a Jets? What a fucking stupid play that was. Oh, God. Yeah. That's. <laughs> I can't recover from all this fat boy talk. I'm just like, I'm just a little hungry now. Mm. Yeah. What I want to know, Greg, is I think you should write a, a blog post about it. Um, I want to know who the fastest fat guy was in terms of like 40 time mm. to wait. Yeah, BMI. I tried to look that up. Like who who was the highest BMI? Like wait. To oh, I'm just saying like, like the fastest fat dude so in terms of like who was the fattest yeah but also ran the quickest you know what i mean so like somebody who's you know 400 pounds the greatest inertia yeah 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 are we talking speed or velocity i don't know dude i don't even know what those words mean are they the same thing well velocity is just speed with direction isn't it yes Ah, you didn't see that coming did you it's gotta be (laughs) Pulled that out like yeah, I was, I was elbow deep up my ass right there. 11th grade <laughs> physics there, and he just pulled out of his ass. Not bad. I feel like I read that recently, so that's the only reason I know it. Hmm. As you do. Um, speaking of velocity, we had another Tom Brady touchdown run in this game. In the third quarter of a week three game, this is the Patriots' first rushing touchdown of the season, which blew Whoops. my mind. <laughs> um, didn't help that they also showed us that Anton Smith on the season was averaging 1.8 yards a carry. So that's Ooh, great. Can't imagine why. Yeah. Kevin Falk was averaging like five something, and he actually got most of the carries in this game. He did. Sure. He outcarried him. Um, but they showed a stat uh, earlier on in the game where uh, they had rushing comparison on the season. Jamal Lewis, who I'm assuming was the leading rusher for the Ravens, had 364 rushing yards through three games and three touchdowns. Clinton Portis, 249 and two touchdowns. The Jets and Patriots combined, 245 yards and one rushing touchdown mm, through three games. Curtis Martin. Right. Uh, the Jets, as a team, in their first two games, had accumulated 78 total rushing yards in the first two weeks. It was the sixth worst ever in the history of the NFL. It's tough. 
and they were and they were saying that um on the season there were 33 running backs like individual running backs in the league that had uh rushed for more yards than that and they have curtis martin right so the jets offense was uh the 34th ranked running back in terms of yards gained on the season he gets it together though right curtis I think he ends up rushing for a thousand yards on the season. Yeah, thirteen hundred yards. Yeah, but two touchdowns. All pro the next year too. So he's not. This is not the downfall of Curtis Martin. It's just a slow start. Is that fair? I think so. Yeah, I think that's basically what happens here. It's just slow start for the Jets in general, Um, and I think they are still kind of recovering from the Chad Pennington thing, even though which is weird because he must come back this season because he finished as the leading. Uh, passer on the team yeah he does and santana moss went for over a thousand yards and 10 touchdowns which is surprising because the jets finished six and ten last in the afc east is it that surprising though a little bit they had uh i'm just saying uh, the jets blowing it i mean they had they had pro bowler sean ellis with 12 and a half sacks on the team he was the guy that they picked with the belichick pick right yeah. Uh, and also, they also had a 40 year old Vinny Testaverde. That's true. Starting at quarterback. So that's not going to help. Bill Vinny. I, mean, I don't think Vinny was bad. Vinny's... He was like, like you said, Greg, I feel that that Pennington injury in the fourth preseason game mm. fucked this team up for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I... you compare these games and they're not too far apart that when we lost to the end of. 2002 and this one they're only five games or so apart if, yeah. and they're coming off that like 41 to nothing thrashing of the peyton colts too in the playoffs so they're right they're coming into the season supposed to be good right they have high expectations yeah and then they <laughs> and then they put pennington in week four preseason fucking right. herm dude herm <laughs> the more i'm speaking this out loud and the more i'm saying it is herm blew it right oh, <laughs> so bad. a fucking idiot and then he's well, like, well, fuck it. We're going to suck anyways. Let's call terribly yeah. designed <laughs> big field. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm pissed he said that. It's like they could have been good. <laughs> they should be good. He's out there just fucking around. Oh, Jesus. But even yeah. though you, you said, mentioned this earlier, Andy, of like this team does not look like they're about to go rip off a huge. Right. Like the offense looks completely out of sorts. They can't get a running game going. Uh, Brady looks like he's hurt. Yeah, like he got hurt yeah. again in this, and we already talked about how he had his separated shoulder that he was still dealing with. The same and one. Yeah. After the previous week's game against the Eagles, he had um, like a bad elbow, and it got rocked again in this game. Like he was throwing, and he he got his arm caught, and it was like, and he he was making these like weird mistakes. Like he went to pump fake and threw the ball backwards over his head. Yeah, the old empty hand. Yeah, exactly. Just and it wasn't like it was not raining or nothing. It wasn't cold. It was just a weird, like unbrady like sort of thing. Uh what branch got hurt in this game too? Oh yeah, yeah. we were talking about injuries, weren't we? And then we got yeah. the fat guys. Wow. Was it a Patton that got hurt? Patton went down, yeah, with a knee, didn't come back. Um Brady hey, was hurt. Ty, Ty Law went down with an ankle injury that looked like it was broken. And he was like writhing on the floor oh, yeah. and if and then uh, that opened the door for Asante Samuel to come in. And all he did was um, yeah, first play of the fourth quarter, got a pick six off of a uh, good old Vinny Testaverde. 
for 55 yards, his first ever interception in the NFL. It was a great one. It was a fantastic pick. It's it's the game turner. Seven-point game at that point. Yep. Started the fourth. Probably what they're like midfield. Yeah. Well, so so they might be driving down for points. Yeah, this is the drive where, like, right after the Patriots scored their only offensive touchdown with Brady running it in. And so the and the Jets had been kind of driving all day, and they kind of picked it up in the second half too. Like they drive down the field, and then they do something stupid like, um, try a fake field goal or not convert any third downs. I think they were like, I wrote it down somewhere. Like they were really bad in third. They were one in, one for thirteen on third down for the game. Nice. So they yeah they they drive all the way into New England territory and then get a third down and not convert it. So that's great. Um, yeah, but so like Greg's saying, like the Jets get the ball back. They're driving again like they've been doing all day, get to about midfield. And I don't know. It wasn't a great throw. No. Sante picks it, broke, it off. like in an out route and like tipped it up to himself. Yeah. Before yeah, he went out of bounds. And <laughs> yeah, he knocked beaten. it into his own face you know mask it, and then knocked it straight up again. I would define him, his like running as scampering. Yes. You think Asante Samuel was like a scamper. He always seemed to be like running in a, I don't know. He just, fe- he felt like he was like, like Ty Law is like a heavy, like physical guy. And oh, yeah. like Asante Samuel was just like, he was all quickness. Like, like, a, like a, those bugs that are on water. Don't you think? <laughs> the little, yeah, the water bugs. It's funny you the say water that bugs. because. I think call it water bugs. 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 Water bugs. Yeah, water yeah. bugs. What other bugs are we getting after? What is here? this? National Geographic? <laughs> Nature hour with the Brown brothers. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, listen to the outside in podcast by NHPR. It's great. Um, no. Yeah. Let's, let's talk yeah. about you yelled at velocity. Yourself. What's, what's Go fuck yourself. Andy, your you yelled at me for hyping <laughs> my show. Which one? Stuff you, should, stuff you should know. I mean, yell, we, we promote different podcasts on this constantly. <laughs> yeah. But only ones that I like. Yeah, but, and and come on, people aren't trying to learn. Yeah, why the fuck are they listening to us? Because we're a bunch of big dick dummies. That's Greg's like, deep dives into this. fat guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but speaking of Asante Samuel running style, they actually had a quote from Belichick about how Asante Samuel is quote built like a soccer player. Yeah, he just built it different. Didn't explain what that means. Just that he's built. Like, I don't know if that's like a a dig at soccer players. Greg, care to respond? Yeah. Yeah, that just means they're not good in the weight room. <laughs> That's all that means. <laughs> well, at least you're honest about it. Yep, trust me. So when you when you were at UNH playing soccer, how many times did you lift weights? I mean, I used to go <laughs> occasionally. Kelly always tells the story of like she came like to my house and I was sleeping when I was supposed to be at uh, lifting, but that was erroneous because I was supposed <laughs> to be, I couldn't make lifting cause I had class. I was just skipping class <laughs> so I could sleep in. So if I, I went to the ones I was like supposed to, that I didn't have classes, yeah, but sometimes like I skip classes, but I wasn't going to skip class to go lifting. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, you've got a, uh, an interesting moral compass. I will say that. Yeah. But th- we used to weightlift in the same weight room as the football team 
and like the they would the trainers the weightlifting guys there would like you'd see them with the football team and they'd be like hyped up playing loud music getting in people's faces you know like football like stuff so much energy in that room and then we would get there and they'd be like okay yeah we wrote some workouts on the whiteboard just do that and then they just go in their office and chill <laughs> it's like thanks guys Put on some smooth jazz <laughs> yeah thanks well, you guys can't handle the the real stuff so here you go yeah they did not give a shit about us and for probably for fair reason we weren't as interested as football players were <laughs> that's fair mm-hmm. what about the hockey players i bet they probably lifted like football players especially at a hockey school like unh right uh i never I, I don't think i was ever in there when they were lifting but they were very i think hockey in general you're off the they're super casual attitude towards the sport Oh, really? They're not like, oh, we got to work hard. They're more like, yeah, I could see that. Actually, yeah. who yeah. my flow is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we used to see them do like fitness stuff outside, and they were fucking around, slacking. They just looked, <laughs> they, they looked like a bunch of dopes. <laughs> but they had really I think, I think big dongs. Yeah, I think it's way more important to be skilled in hockey than it is to be fit. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like if really? your hand-eye coordination, I mean, I your quickness, a level of fitness. Yeah. It's yeah. certainly a, a really hard sport to play it from a fitness level. Right. But Greg, you played hockey for a while too, didn't you? And and like you mm-hmm. said, it was miserably hard. Uh, it's yeah, it, no, not fitness-wise. Um, like well, I thought, because you told me it was how like hard of it. Like skating, on, skating yeah. is just such a unique skill, and it's like it's such it's really hard sport to like break into and get past the first learning curve hmm. once you can skate it's okay but the first fuck i came into it late and i was terrible and i was fucking miserable for like two years <laughs> didn't you used to use the boards to stop because you didn't yeah know to stop? I, couldn't, I, I couldn't stop it was that was a problem <laughs> for a while <laughs> you fitness uh, wise, hopping, I mean, we yeah. stuffed curtis martin on that first drive on third and two uh, speaking of running backs, Kevin Falk, uh, MVP of the 2002 season, like we talked about, uh, continuing that run. That, yeah. yeah. Um, he had a mixed day. Uh, they, they talked about how he was the all-time kick return leader, which I thought, I don't know if that's a real thing or still stands. Turns out it does. And not only that, he, uh, leads Patriots kick returns kick returners in terms of yards by oh god like another quarter he ended his career with 4098 kick return yards wait patriots all time or all time all time patriots all time okay uh in second place is ellis hobbs pretty good 2913 return yards doubled him up well not quite but yeah it's another an extra thousand on top, basically. Well, didn't they change where they kick off from? This is when we're touchbacks now. Yeah, there are now. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, this, this will never record be that'll never be broken, right? Yep. Unbreakable records. Uh, that some in, other that intrigues me. Uh, number three is Dave Meggett. Greg, your favorite. Hmm. Yeah, Twenty-five hundred yards, uh, and right behind him was. The other kick returner in this game, Bethel Johnson. Bethel, that's interesting. He flashed a little bit. 
Yeah, he did. He's he's done okay this season. Um, wow. All right. What did he flash for you, Steve? Talent. Yeah, I know. I know. But like, can you explain the plays, maybe, or, or what he did that he took the ball and for, for somebody who uh, really perhaps it. didn't watch the Johnson? Game. Like, yeah. there's only yeah. one highlight. Like all our listeners, Andy. Like, <laughs> you can't you can't just say shit and just think like, That's oh yeah, saying. everyone who's listening is going to agree they didn't watch the fucking game. <laughs> Really it's Bethel Johnson. He only has one type of highlight. He catches the ball and then goes really fast. All right. Wow, that guy's pretty fast. Actually, he had one other highlight that didn't involve him with the ball running really fast. Uh, it involved him running down Santana Moss on a punt return because they were both really fast. And the only person on the field that can run down Santana Moss is Bethel Johnson. Mm, hit him with the old Daniel Graham. Ben what? Watson? Ben Watson. <laughs> sure, Watson. it was Daniel okay. Graham. Yeah, uh, the DK Metcalf. Yeah, the, the DK, DK Metcalf. Metcalf. That's what it is now. So I was actually thinking uh, in this game that uh, if we have some younger listeners, we may want to uh, kind of explain who these people we're talking about now are in terms of current players. Oh, I like that. And Modern so the one comparisons. that, the, yeah, the one that stuck out to me was Vinny Testaverde. Is the original Ryan Fitzpatrick? Does, oh, yeah. No, 100%. do not. What do you mean, journeyman? Journeyman who flashes everywhere he plays. I mean, they're style, he's never like a, a true different. starter. Do you think yeah. he's he that flashes? He he had yeah. He was um, what did I say? He's the only one of four quarterbacks to get uh, AFC and NFC Player of the Month, and he did it with three different teams. Including Belichick's okay, Browns. He passes Johnny Unitas in this game on the all-time list. For 40,000 passing yards. Yeah. You're like Maybe. one of eight guys. And part that of that, that is longevity, yards. but we've discussed this earlier yeah. as well, of like, you got to be good enough to be around long enough. Yeah. You know, there's a certain he level of freshness you need to hit. He wasn't. Bad. Maybe I'm one of the younger listeners. Because, I mean, I only really remember Testaverde from like 2000 onwards. So he's it. He's oh yeah, drafted in '87. So I probably missed like the real flashes where you're like this guy has talent. Yeah, played a shit this, on Tampa. By the time I watched Bad him play, he's kind of just like he was serviceable. Not yeah, like you could get like a huge win out of this guy. Oh yeah, he's 15th in the career passing yards right now. Still pretty good. It's a lot. Uh, and he's I mean, 12th in sacks. <laughs> He got so many opportunities. It's crazy. Yeah, he was all over the place. He was with, yeah, he was the one that replaced uh was it Bernie Kosar in in Cleveland. Yeah, when uh, Belichick was there. Yeah, and they they eviscerated him for it. He started 16 games in Dallas in 2004. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> like how are you going to pick up a 41-year-old quarterback and start him the whole year? Dude, he started 6 games in 07 for Carolina. <laughs> He went that's, five and ten. What? That's Bill Parcells, right? That's Bill Parcells. Oh four. I think it may have been. Oh four yeah. Cowboys. Bill Parcells scooped up a forty-one-year-old Vinatesta Verde and was like, "We're rolling with this guy for the year." <laughs> he knew him. What a fucking idiot, dude. <laughs> I. It must have been when. It must be been because uh, Drew Henson went down because Drew Henson was one and zero on the season. Okay, that makes well, no. He, sense. he started one game, but played in seven, so maybe not. What the fuck? Oh, oh greenhead! Oh, any greenhead? <laughs> so yeah, Vinny Testaverde is he is old school Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he is the early two thousands Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
who else do we have? I had another one, but I've forgotten it now. It's slipped my my mind. Curtis Martin, who's his comparison? Mm. I mean, they're really the quiet isn't. workhorse running back. Yeah. Peterson. Yeah, I like that one. Oh, that's not a bad one. Yeah, that's first, pretty good. First ballot Hall of Famer. Productive yeah. as shit during year it, out. Is productive longer than you expect him to be. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one, Steve. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Um, let's see, Rodney Harrison. Who would you compare Rodney Harrison to these days? Like Tyron Matthew, maybe. More physical. Uh, it's so, yeah, somebody who plays I was thinking a bit Jamal like, Adams. Talks a lot. Adams super confident. A lot Heavy yeah. hitter, like playmaker, ball hawk type. Or yeah, even uh, Earl Thomas might be a good comp too because... Oh, that's not a bad one. One of those, you hate him if he's not on your team, but if he's on your team, you kind of love him. Yeah. Except apparently everybody who's actually on the team hates him. Yeah. He's part of that like region of Earl Thomas. <laughs> right, 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 right. But yeah, he's kind of that like always walking the line. You want it, When he's on your team, you fucking love the guy, but if he's playing for somebody else, you can't stand him. Oh, I had another one. Um, I think. Well, oh, what about Camp Chancellor? He's he's retired now, but yeah, 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 yeah. Just kind of just like, like that a bit more physical player. Sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, a little yeah. more physical than what's his name? Throwing his weight around. Uh, but here's one that that started me thinking it because this is what popped into my head when I'm watching Christian Fourier. He looked great, Steve. Um, Christian Fourier is, I think, a bargain basement version of travis kelsey they look and play exactly the same you just saying that because they're both white andy no their their mannerisms and the the way they run routes and everything are exactly the same is travis kelsey white is <laughs> crazy are you calling travis kelsey a racist no why is travis kelsey asian people what where is this coming from <laughs> didn't Fourier get in trouble for um Oh yeah, he did. Travis Kelsey's white. (laughs) I have I have to check these things after Patrick Mahomes. I know. (laughs) And no fucking clue. Like I was like, that's that's what that throwback was. Uh, Yeah, they they look and play exactly the same, and uh, just that like quick like run five yards down the field, turn and sit, and then catch the ball. And if you don't catch the ball, you complain to the referees that you are being held. Um, and make some pretty acrobatic catches in the end zone sometimes, but also drops easy passes. They have a, a similar feel to them to me. Who's like Brewski and Willie McGinnis, like some of the linebackers, the bench guys? Mm. I don't know if there are comps anymore just because of how big linebackers used to be back in the day. Like that's not a thing anymore. I almost said Van Der Esch, but I think that's because I was thinking white middle <laughs> linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, maybe you are racist, Greg. We're just maybe uncovering this now. No, no, uh, no. Van Der Esch and William McGinnis are the same. No, explain <laughs> why. I'm just, I'm just trying to recover for you, Greg. Because okay. Um, I don't know about McGinnis. I, I think for middle linebacker, I think. Oh my God! Now that he's not. Well, I have team, a good one. Stop thinking. Who Who is the uh, the middle linebacker last year for the Pets? Hightower. Jesus. Yes. No, Hightower. Thank you. I think Hightower would probably be a reasonable comp for Teddy Bruski, maybe. Uh, Bruski looks like, like a playmaker guy, though. Like, yeah, he's the all these pick sixes we're seeing him make. I feel like Hightower never did that. 
like Ted Johnson was Olandon Roberts. Ted, yeah, the thumper. Risky is the run stopper. Sort of, sort of like Hightower. Yeah, I, I think that's the closest you're going to get on this. And then Vrabel was their version of Jamie Collins, more athletic and coverage oriented. And blitzing. Yeah. More like a, a, a Rob Ninkovich. And then Richard Seymour is just a watered down Julius Peppers. Whoa, other way around. <laughs> I think well, I, Julius Peppers also, is better than Richard Seymour. I can say that. I, Richard Seymour was great. Don't get me wrong, but Julius Peppers was an absolute monster. Well, but I think they just play different now, positions. Like just like a, a tall but super athletic. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm reading the Christian Fourier thing about when he got in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. I knew so it was that, quiet for too long. I knew something was going on. <laughs> it was about Don Yee. Brady's agent, uh-huh. right? And basically, the crux of the joke that they're trying to make on EEI was that they had expected Don Yee to have an Asian accent, but he didn't have an Asian accent because <laughs> he's probably born in America. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh so uh, he starts like they actually play Don Yee like audio and be like, right. "Isn't this crazy? This guy doesn't have an Asian accent." And then he starts reading fake Don Yee text in a normal voice, but they put soft bamboo flute music in the background, and then he slips back what? into Asian Don Yee. What the fuck? What an idiot. Yeah, Don Yee was born in Sacramento. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like idiot, dude. Damn. Dude, EEI, that's the best part. Is because Wait, where was Tom Brady born? Uh, uh, yeah, born in California. Was he born in the yeah, same area? This is also, yeah, it's the, the Bay Area at least. <laughs> so they're basically born the same. Nobody from EEI was like, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, we, we should we should bail on this pretty quick. Yeah. No, they put flute music behind it. Uh, it's 2018. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is recent. This is, yeah. Oh, man, it's funny. It's not old. But yeah, that's why what? it kind of bums me out to see him catch touchdowns on this. Um, I'll give him a second chance. You know. You know, so I guess Tom Brady kind of made Don Yee. He has been Brady's agent since 99. Mm. Damn. Since coming into the league. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, man. I can see that look on your face. You're about to say something real fucking stupid. I'm going to have to cut out of this. I can feel it. You should cut this anyways. <laughs> what are we, WEI? Leaving it all in. Oh, man. Oh, fuck. I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's just stupid, you know? It's yeah. Um, speaking it of- just more shows how dumb they are. Yeah, you know? Like, oh, I don't yeah. think it's, like, particularly harmful. I'm sure Donnie's, like, whatever. You know? Oh, yeah. It just shows how dumb they are that they're, like... Oh. But this was also the time when, uh, like, I think Dennis and Callahan were getting in a bunch of trouble for, like... Oh, they're the right-wing they're... nut jobs and... See, those guys, like, I super actually actually think, racist, are yeah. problematic. Where I think, I think Callahan for... is, yeah. He's still, like, is okay. And yeah. And I don't even mind the other guy that went to Barstool, but the Callahan, he's the one that's, like... Oh yeah, he's a, he has a, a legitimate like problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know because I haven't listened to Boston Sports Talk Radio. <sighs> Think don't. How were they this week? Oh, I've I've checked out. I, I can't listen to them this year. Well, apparently, they were talking about how 
Belichick, the GM, has been tanking this whole time, and it's his fault that. And actually, looking back on it, Brady did better than anybody could have expected last year because he has no weapons, and the Patriots suck at drafting weapons, and the Patriots yeah, suck at that's everything. Funny, the, they weren't saying that last year, right? This uh, to to give context. This is after week six, so they are Patriots are currently two and four. Two and four. Yeah, they just you guys want to make predictions as to how this season will play out? Yes, Stephen, go ahead. You have we, you have the floor. We we expose Josh Allen as not good. This game against the Bills, <laughs> certified stamped, not good. <laughs> Whoop him up. He throws a bunch of interceptions, plays awful. We crush him and, and spur that to go on a, a fat run. So you're thinking 12 and 4 like I am? Maybe not 12 and 4, but, you know, 10 and 6. Okay. Andy. Who's the quarterback at the end of the season, Steve? Uh, Cam Newton. They go in, they, they, they sort out Cam and they go on a fat run and the offense looks like it did in the Seattle game and in the Raiders game and, mm-hmm. you know, in the Dolphins game. I'm with Steve on everything except the record. I think they go 12 and four. I don't think they lose again this season. Um, similar to this 2003 <laughs> season that we're about to do. I think, <laughs> I think uh, because Edelman goes down, I think it's another um, changing of the guard. I think it's the Wes Welker to Edelman. I think it's now Edelman to Gunnar Olszewski. And okay. he is going to be the new uh, Julian Edelman, who is the new Wes Welker, who is the new Troy Brown. I think we're going to continue that, especially since he's number 80. It's all going to work yeah. out. So he's going to have a thousand yard season uh, in 12 more games. No. Well, I guess we'll have to agree to disagree, Andy, with, or I think they go 11 and five, and you think they go 12 and four. <laughs> Greg? <laughs> I want to, like, as soon as you guys started talking, my gut was to be like, we're going to go fucking. Two and fourteen, <laughs> but I actually am like I, I'm not as in the dumps about this team as I think other people are. Me neither. I mean, they've shown that they can play offense. We've done it with Cam Newton; he yep. can do it. I think they're in disarray right now, but it's still a good coaching staff. Still mm-hmm. one of the best in the league. You get yep. back to basics. I think the offensive line is still good and talented, yeah. and now they're starting to get healthy. There's no reason they can't run the ball. And there's talent on defense. This team is too talented and too good a coaching staff to be a sub 500 team. But Greg, I, they have no weapons. I think they, they never have weapons. I, think, I do think there's some legitimacy to like people underestimated what Brady meant to this team, though. Just from like uh, a, offensively, yeah, keeping the ship righted and situations like this where you start things don't go well. That's why the Patriots like never lose like multiple games in rows because I think mm. everyone's like we have faith in Brady and Belichick, but once crack show and you have new guys in there it's like uh. well they were talking this week about how all the old school patriots like uh devin mccordy have been asking the new guys who come in how they handle a losing streak yeah they don't know how to do it because they've never experienced it before as a patriot player it's crazy (laughs) like so what do you guys do if you lose like three of these games in a row like do we panic is that is that how this works that well, it's I'm going to say one thing, and then I'm going to bring it home to the Jets game again. And then it gives you pause is their inability to stop the run because they don't have really any fat boys in the middle. And everyone keeps getting hurt. Hmm. And I'm surprised. Like, we saw that do them in in 2002, right? Mm-hmm. That was a big issue with that team. That's why they didn't play well because they just could not stop the run. And then we right. get 
the biggest fat boy on the market in the offseason. Mount Washington. Historically fat, as we discussed here today. The Washington Monument. <laughs> and then he gets injured in week three. So I'm, uh, I'm interested to see how the Patriots piece together the, because he what fractured his leg. So he's got to be out for a while. Did he? Week Jesus 10. Christ. He comes back week 10. Yeah, so he's out man. for seven Also, I, I looked at the Roosevelt Colvin thing. Wikipedia said he shattered the socket in his left hip. Yeah, it was. Oh. I knew it was something like crazy Ouch, like that. Ouch, dude. Ouch. Yeah. Right? Oh, my God. That's a horrendous That'd be thing. so painful. How do you, I don't even understand how that works. Ugh. There's oh, some like muscles and shit attached to that too. Like God. Oh yeah. Oh, the rehab on that's gonna suck. That that makes me feel not better, but I I, I pictured Roosevelt Colvin as kind of a bust. Like I yeah. remember being excited about him. Mm-hmm. But if it was more injury related, then he couldn't fit the system. That makes me feel better for him. That yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You never want to see a guy not perform well. I mean, obviously injuries suck, but right. At, at least it wasn't just like I, I he couldn't figure it out. Like I think he's a cool dude too. Uh, yeah. From what I, I think it was him. He owns a cupcake shop. In like cupcake Indy. shop. Yeah, like cupcake I think it was his wife or something. I didn't, yeah, didn't well, they expect I you to say yeah, cupcake shop, right? But yeah, I think that's what he does. So he like he still does like radio interviews and stuff. Because yeah. when when the Patriots playing the Super Bowl in Indianapolis, what was that one? I, yeah, Eagles I, mean, I one, saw maybe? Same segment. Is there somebody else with it as well, right? There's him and another player or something? Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, so cool dude still. Cupcake shop. Yeah. That's um but go, going back to, to I think that'd be like Ted Washington. Going back to WEI and um talking oh, why about, about, back to about Brady. Uh speaking of Brady talking badly or having a hard time deciphering him, John Abraham in this game was quoted as saying that he can't get a handle on Brady's cadence, which was blatantly obvious because Brady, I think, had, what, three, maybe even four uh, hard counts that, that drew just yeah. defenders off sides. He looked like, like Aaron Rodgers out there. This was peak Tom Brady hard count. Like, I don't remember him using it recently. Yeah, I've seen like, that When's too. the last it's time you've like seen Brady try game. to draw somebody off sides? Yeah. It doesn't do it anymore. But he was real good at this game. He, like I said, he looked like Aaron Rodgers out there. Aaron Rodgers has been doing that forever. That's that's pretty impressive. That's his version of Brady's quarterback sneak. True, yeah. You ever seen Wonder. the stats on Rodgers' like free plays? They're insane. Yeah, they're yeah. out of control. Because he just he just takes a, a deep shot every single oh, yeah. time. Because he, he does it so often. He gets so many of them that yeah. you know, everybody in the team knows just go deep. And we're just going to yeah. chuck it up. <laughs> I wonder if they, they change it. Like people figured out Brady's through like film study or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Rodgers has like changed his cadence enough that he can still get people. Well, that's what they were saying. Like, cause they were talking about John Abraham and how he would, like he would study that on quarterback. So he'd get the jump on them. He's like, I can't do that with Brady. I can't figure out what his cadence is. And they got but him a few times. That, wouldn't that fuck with your own team? Offensive no, line? Man, you I don't know. think, unless you just tell them, hey, I'm going on three. That's maybe maybe do, that's think, maybe that's something to do with it is like you weigh like how often you're getting false starts as opposed to offsides. Maybe. And if you're like, it's not worth it to even try these. Yeah. Because Aaron the Rogers pages has... did do one of the, uh, hang on, see, they, they did do the, the whole, um, trying to do, uh, drawing them off sides on fourth down that Greg hates. Yeah. I hate that. But the, the whole sequence was amazing because um, 
it's fourth and one, like just inside Jets territory. And they line up to punt it. Like they send the punt team out, line up to punt it. And then last second, I don't know how they managed to sneak him on, but uh, Damon Heward is in there and they, they tried something like this maybe last season or something where they shift really quickly and Damon Heward gets under center. And then like they literally snapped the ball and he did the Brady QB sneak because it's fourth and one. Uh, but like right as they shifted, the one of the Jets called timeout because they had no clue what was going on. And Damon Heward basically took the ball. Like as they called timeout, they hiked the, hiked it. The refs gave them the, the timeout, but it was like fraction of a second close. And Damon Hewitt basically just took off at a full sprint straight down the field. And basically, if the play had stood, would have had a one-on-one with Santana Moss to get in the end zone. That would have been cool. So, but, it, but then it gets called back because the timeout. So then they put the offense on the field, do a shit ton of motion. Brady's trying to do a hard count. Everybody's like, yeah, we know what this is. And then they call a timeout and come bring the punt team on and actually punt it. It's like it took like probably five full minutes of actual time to get a punt for, yeah. to get up to yeah to get a punt off and they just wasted everybody's time including the viewers they never think about me the fan <laughs> you know how dare they this is an entertainment business you can't just like get my hopes up and be like we're gonna go for this and then pull this bullshit like what if we get them? Well, maybe what if this is the one out of a thousand times we really actually we trick them on this? Well, huh? it's the you thing you, you get them all relaxed and then you snap it anyways. That's what they should do is do this, like let the clock run. And then at the last second, call it and play it. Yeah, Cause no one does that. Nobody does. That. Oh, I agree. Nobody does that. Yeah. And the whole offensive you know what else line, they should do? the defense line just sitting there going, okay, this is one of those things. I don't, don't jump move. off sides, guys. Whatever don't, you don't do, don't move. Sides, don't they're not ready for someone push. to come and hit them. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not going to get a push on it because you're. you're I agree. Or you should go should sell do. this to fucking Belichick. No, you know what you should do is you should you should line up and then have your punter throw it to your center who's lined up as the tight end and have it bounce <laughs> off his hands. <laughs> yes. Great play, guy. <laughs> Bringing it all back, baby. Pro Bowl. Then, Kevin Why didn't get in the Pro Bowl for his hands? Not as I have up, um, Aaron Rodgers three plays. He has nearly two thousand passing yards. Some <laughs> plays that don't count. Yeah, love it. The next closest is Ben Roethlisberger. He has just barely above a thousand, so he's doubled up second place. Damn. Well, all right. I think that's probably about it for this game. Yeah. You guys want your yes, best and worst? Best and worst. Yeah. All right. Uh, Greg, what was your best and worst? Oh, Greg gets to go first. He never gets to go first. Well, he did watch the game. Oh, he didn't watch the game. <laughs> My the best highlights? was Asante Samuel, fifty-five yard interception return for a touchdown. That's the game. Taking over for uh, an injured Ty Law, though. That's mm-hmm. fine. Oh, there are things to come. I'm not. I'm not butthurt because the Patriots are making plays. You know. You know I can who root, was butthurt, though? I can root for two, two people at once. You know who was butthurt about it? Who? Ty Law, because he came back still hobbling, like, very obviously. But came back as butthurt. Uh, he wasn't about well, to that, lose that's his, what was his right. job he, he to Santa Samuel, the rookie. Yeah. How do you know that's what was going through his head, though? Or are you just projecting? No, you could tell. You could see it in his eyes. Oh, you could see it in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh. I can read people. Interesting. I didn't realize that. What am I thinking right now? You're thinking I'm bullshit. <laughs> I'm coming up with a little bullshit. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I can read people. Yeah, you're good at this. 
Uh, Alright, what's your worst? Um, how about fucking Herm Edwards? Like, <laughs> not, recycling that quote. That's what's getting me here because he... I listened to it and I was like, that's actually a pretty good quote. And then now that I know he just recycled it from the year before you play to win the game, like, dude, come up with new material, you know? Uh, He's probably one of these coaches. Yeah, I bet he's one of these guys who's like, I don't read the newspapers either. Yeah, right. He saw how people reacted to the first time he said it and he's like, people love this shit. I'm definitely using it. Yeah. Viral was even a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. I'll give you that. What about you, Steve Uh, Brown? Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. I'll go with my worst first. Okay. We didn't touch on this yet, but um, I've mentioned this earlier, how I think it's so dumb with the hat taking off thing for the referees. Oh, I couldn't remember if that was you or if that was Greg. Yeah. I just, it's, it's, it. They just look like idiots. And then they all huddle up and one guy's got his hat. And then sometimes like they take their hat off and throw it off while they're in the huddle. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that, right. that made its own appearance in this uh, game mm-hmm. where Vinny Tessaverde actually threw a great ball down the sideline and Wayne Corbett just kind of barely stepped out and came back in and caught it for a touchdown. And we kind of got bailed out there a little bit because your boy G- Eugene Wilson just like fell over his own feet. Yeah, he just, just trying to like down. flip his hips and just tripped H- over the 20 yeah. yard line. That's wide open and just happens to just step out just a little bit. And it, the game was pretty tight at that point. He's a rookie. Kind of he cut him a break. Big, uh, Asante Samuel is also a rookie, but he's, he's returning interceptions for touchdowns. Yeah. I think yeah, they figured we'll, out. We'll see how that plays out, Andy. <laughs> Asante Samuel still thinks he can, he can go today. He thinks he's uh, trying to make a case for himself to be in the Hall of Fame on Twitter right now. I'll sign him. He's a scamper guy. I like scamper guys. It's, uh, it's pretty entertaining. Yo, he just I built another, different. I have another worst, Andy. This one's this one's like dedicated to player. you. Yo, that's okay. sus. <laughs> Blue is sus. Yo, th- this whole podcast is sus. Asante <laughs> Samuel built different. Greg's the imposter. <laughs> Steve, what, uh, let's hear. I, I love dedications. Your second worst is uh, your buddy Dan Deardorff's quote. Fuck Dan Deardorff. What was it? <laughs> it was on uh, the Asante single pick six that Greg's favorite play is. Yep. Where he like bats it up and catches it and has actually great ball skills. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, it's all luck. <laughs> right. Just you to, also hear as far as the actual like great football play. I mean, might be luck that like Vinny Tessaverdi was behind center, but <laughs> the actual play was a pretty high ball skill play, and yeah. he just totally, totally disregards it for like five minutes and doesn't. Well, yeah. Well, ever since they tried the uh, the fake field goal where they were throwing it to an offensive lineman, which he used to be, they were talking about how many balls he had caught. Which uh, spoiler alert was zero. He's like, yeah, no, I, I had 17 touchdowns in my career. And uh, who was it? Dick Emberg? Basically just like, no, you, no, you didn't. And so and, the uh, entire time was like talk. He was trying to like talk himself up as a receiver. And so I think that was part of it was Asante Samuel making this great acrobatic catch. Like, well, that was, that was just luck. I, sh- I should know because I've caught a lot of big on this theme. And you get me riled up, Steven. This shit heavy. Laughing my ass off because I was watching it with my roommate Abby, who's from India, 
and I rewound it and played it again for him. And I was like, did you just hear that? He's like, no. So I rewound it and played it. And this is a, this is even a football or not football. This is the direct quote. This is just power dick pounded away at the interior of the jets. <laughs> power dick football, baby. <laughs> Theodore <laughs> said that. Yeah. Oh, fucking course. Who was his? Who was his broadcast partner? Someone named Richard, right? I'm assuming. Uh, Dick Enberg. Yeah. yeah Dick uh, Enberg. So this is just power, Dick. Power. Power. The interior of the Jets. Uh, power, Dick football, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I feel oh, like that yeah. should be I'm, like a, a video I'm game, like a, a football game on your phone. Power, Dick football. Oh, just I'm taking that. That should be a t-shirt. Yeah. Power dick football. Shit pumping and power dicking. <laughs> <laughs> Shit pumping the jack. Oh, Christ. This is, I, I uh, guess that could be a best. I don't know. Maybe that's a best. How high dude. Brady was after the touchdown because he was stumped. I'm writing that uh, shit down. Uh, all right, I'll go off of that. My best, um, speaking of power dick football. I discovered a new uh, video, a football video game for your phone called Retro Bowl. I highly recommend it. It's free. And no. I've, I have spent all week uh, sitting on the toilet playing it to where I uh, my legs keep falling asleep and I keep not being able to get up afterwards. See, I stopped doing that once I stopped going to the office. It used to happen to me all the time. It hasn't happened <laughs> since March, coincidentally. <laughs> uh, I can't help it. I, I live in a small house, so the bathroom is my sanctuary. If I need to just like have some me time, I go in there. You know, I make it a big deal, light some candles, bring my phone in. Oh, God. <laughs> watch a video or, or play, play, play a game, read a book, bring That's my not, guitar Andy, sometimes. Andy, I'm going to be honest, this sounds sus. <laughs> 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 yeah, retro bowl on your phone. So, so, so retro sorry. bowl on your toilet bowl. It's great. I highly recommend it. Retro bowl on the toilet bowl. Uh, Is that your best? Add, yeah. Uh, also, if you want to, if you want a game specific best, I would put Tyrone Poole up there. He had himself a great game. I think all the defensive backs did. They played a great Tyrone Olympic sized pool. Yeah, I think we said yeah. kiddie pool last time, but yeah, in this game he was Olympic sized. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he had himself. Um, Kevin Mawai, you gotta be so rude. <laughs> That's a good one. But that one, I was gonna say Kevin Mawai and shirt. Mawai and shirt. Ooh. That's good too. That's good. Uh, my worst was uh, as much as I talked about Kevin Falk being the MVP, he did make a mistake in this game. The Patriots called a running back pass, and Kevin Falk looked like a high school quarterback that he probably was by throwing it, lofting it into triple coverage and nearly getting it intercepted. He got sure lucky. Yes. Sure Which yes. brought yes. out the Dan Deerdorf. Oh, this is why they this is why they say that this is why he plays defensive back, because if he could catch it, be a wide receiver. Hmm. So he got he got to beat that dead horse again. So that was fun. Um, and then one stat that I enjoyed that they showed kind of halfway through this game, uh, the teams in the AFC that made the playoffs in 2002 um, all started uh, 500 or worse. 
The Jets and the Titans both started one and four. Steelers started one and three. Browns started two and four, and the Colts and Raiders started four and four. Yeah, this the is the the first time in NFL history that the two Super Bowl contestants did not make the playoffs the following year. Really? Yeah. Oh shit. So the Raiders in the box. Yeah, because they both fell the fuck off. Wait, the Bucks fell off too? No shit. That's I read it on Wikipedia.com, so it can't be wrong. <laughs> Must be That's true. true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh oh, don't forget we have our uh, we have our hotline to make it easy for people to tell us what they think of us. Um and and why Greg should or shouldn't do more deep dives into fat people. Oh, 603-505-8043. That number nice. again. Get your pens ready. <laughs> 603-505-8043. Can you say it a bit slower for the people with the, the rotary rotary dial? The number six. The number zero. The number three. 505-8043. You can text that number, yeah. It's a it's a it's a fully grown up phone number. You can text it, you can call it and you leave a voicemail. Um you, may, who's I, gonna be receiving these texts? It's you, hooked Andy? up to it's hooked up to my cell phone at, at the moment and my okay. computer. So I may accidentally answer it. Um but we'll see. I can see both of you on your phones right now. And I'm a little <laughs> worried what's about to come through. Uh, just don't forget that if you send a dick pic, make sure it's funny. Right, Greg? Um, yeah. So that so that if we post it on hey, the show no notes. Dick, tick, no dick pic talks. Mom what? said no. And mom said oh, no. Really, really talk on the air. So do not <laughs> send us any pictures of your willy. No willy pics. Oh. No. No Willy Grams, please. Andrew, can you confirm that you have received the Hotmail message? Ooh. Yeah, I sent one. Well. Oh, you got it. You got it. I sure did. And I can respond right on my phone, too. So if you actually reach out to us, uh, just be prepared that it is not just a one-way street. What does GFY mean? Stat check? Sounds sus. <laughs> Sounds very sus. It is. It means good for you, Steve. Yeah. Oh. yeah but that's not good for me because I say Greg smells. Can we do something about that? And that's not good for me. It is because you're not in the same room as him. Yeah, but I can smell him all the way up here, 500 miles away. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, this, this podcast is on fleek. <laughs> uh, I think this podcast is over. Yeah. <laughs> what a way to go out. It's unraveling. Hitting the high notes. Uh, so, yeah, so if you have any... If you have anything you need to say to us, um, 603-505-8043. Hundo P. Yo, fam. Hundo P. This shit is lit. (laughs) And that's enough. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll see you next week for the, I think, the last loss in... uh, Patriots history? Very long future. Yeah. This next week is going to be Gucci. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, fam. Yeah, fam. Hondo <sighs> so P. We'll... See you next time. Hondo P. <laughs> so we'll see you next week.
maybe without Greg, if he continues this <laughs> on the Patriots Dynasty podcast. Yo, you gonna do me like that, fam? <laughs> See you later. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>